91.3 KBCS Community Radio, this is Yuko Kodama. The Seattle Asian American Film Festival, or SAF, opened last night and continues through March 14th. The event features over 100 films you can watch from the comfort of your home amidst this time of social distancing. I spoke with SAF co-founder and executive director Vanessa Au last night about this year's festivities. I'm here with Vanessa Au, the co-founder and executive director of the Seattle Asian American Film Festival. And we'll be talking about this year's film festival that has just started and it will continue on through March 14th. Tell me about the Seattle Asian American Film Festival and what's in store this year. Yeah, this is our ninth year. Um, And of course, we're all online. Typically, we're across two theaters in Capitol Hill, but uh, this time we'll be online, which means we also get a chance to show more films over more days. Um, So this is the most films we've ever included in our film festival and the longest we've ever had it running. So it's a little bit different. People get to, you know, watch uh, when they want to, and they get, you know, 48 hours for most films to to continue watching once they hit play. So it's going to be quite a different experience. Generally, we have about 70 to 80 films. Uh, This year, we have over 120. So the most film we've ever had, um, nine feature films and 15 short programs. And then, of course, our first drive-in screening, which will run at the same time that we have an an online screening of, of that film. Tell me about some of the types of films that you'll be offering, maybe some of the highlights So we're going to have a variety of films as we typically do. We have um, short films, including uh, animated and live action, uh, feature length narratives and uh, feature length documentaries as well. So it's quite a mix. This year, we also have quite a few animated shorts that we've put together into a program called SAF for Kids, which is, of course, not just for kids, um, for lovers of uh, animation. We've got a couple really great documentaries. We've got Far East, Deep South, which is our centerpiece documentary. And that one looks at um, a Chinese-American's family's uh, sort of ancestral roots to uh, the historically segregated South. So that's a unique story. We've got uh, Goodbye Mother, which is a, a family drama about a, a, a young man who goes back to Vietnam to, to come out to his family and, and how that goes. So that one's pretty exciting. One of our feature narratives, this one's also running for a limited time on March 13th. That's Definition Please. Um, and that follows a, a spelling bee champion as an adult. Um, That's a really fun one that I really like. Let's see, we've got a bunch of award winners that we're pretty excited to be screening. We've got No Crying at the Dinner Table. Um, That is a short film that won the 2020 South by Southwest Short Documentary Jury Award and is a 2021 Academy Award contender in the Best Short Doc category. So that's exciting. Um, That one's part of Viet Q, the Vietnamese American Shorts. Uh, We've also got another uh, 2021 Sundance Film Festival selection. It's called This is the Way We Rise. Um, And that is part of the the Looking Past Paradise Films from Hawaii program. So a lot of our programs are, you know, programs of of shorts. Um, And then another uh, Academy Awards contender is Molokai Bound and Kape Mahu, which is also part of the Looking Past Paradise Films from Hawaii program. As you were talking about this, I was also thinking about how much have people 
been able to do stories around COVID and how much of that kind of thing is, is represented among the films that are picked this year? That's a really great question because uh, we were wondering what kind of films we would get about COVID and how people would go about making the films. And we got such a great variety of them. We decided to make that our opening night kind of program. The program's called the Opening Night Spotlight. The no good, very bad, terrible, longest, worst year, 2020 COVID shorts. And it's a collection of, you know, some were made in isolation in lockdown. So it was one person by themselves, sometimes with a drone and doing some very creative editing. There's one that I really enjoy, the Radical Care, the Anti-Sewing Squad. So there's a group of women who came together and decided to make masks for people. So that was an interesting one. There are some that were narratives, shorts, and they were made COVID safe. So they had other people in them, but they were distanced at all times. Um, so that was interesting. They're not all sad. I think people expect that these people are, you know, making short documentaries about death and sadness and loneliness. And there's a little bit of that, but there's also stories of hope and creativity. Like how did some of our farmers uh, end up selling flowers, things like that? How did they go about doing what they used to do in, in COVID times, which is of course very challenging. It's a really wonderful collection of shorts that we wanted to actually kick off the program with. As long as we're talking about COVID, there has been a lot of um, assault attack on the Asian community. Is there any film speaking to that? I'm going to imagine that's in the works and we're going to start seeing films like that um, in our submissions next year. I think all of this kind of started really happening after we'd already you know, accepted and started working on our programming. So it usually it takes a little bit of time to catch up, which is actually why I was surprised that the COVID shorts, so many of them came in because people <laughs> were working on that during lockdown. So, yeah, I think we're going to have some stories to tell next year for sure about the anti-Asian violence that's happened. What are some of the panel discussions that you might be featuring this year? We've managed to do Q&As with directors from uh, films for almost every program. So if you stick around to the end of the program, there's a pre-recorded Q&A so you can get to know the directors. And we've asked some great questions about how they made the films and things like that. And we also have a couple of live panels this year, one that's really special. We got some films that we are going to be featuring and it's in a program called Grief Like No Other. Holding Space for Healing from Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. And these are topics that are really difficult, you know, in the Asian American community. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it. And we, we wanted to have that space because we got these wonderful films to kind of spark that conversation. Um, so that program is free. We wanted to make sure to offer that so people don't have any barrier to watching these great films. And at the end, we'll be having a panel that's live. That's March 11th at 1 p.m. Annie Kuo will be the moderator for this panel. And she's from Resolve. Um, she's an uh, ambassador and family building advocate. Um, and we'll have panelists from uh, the family building advocate. And, and she's the owner also of Asha Bloom. And then we'll have some of the uh, directors of those films as well. So we hope, in, we hope to, to make some space to have conversations about these difficult topics. The other one that will include a live panel discussion is our closing night, which is called the Collective Memory Community Spaces Shorts Program. And that panel discussion will be March 14th 
at 6 p.m. Um, and that's going to be looking at community spaces. So the histories, the memories, um, and the communities in these Asian American spaces, some of which have closed some of the local ones here. So you'll get a kind of a look at like what, what led to these closures? What, what did these spaces mean for those communities? So it, it is addressing these uh, neighborhoods, these spaces that have been key spaces for Asian and Asian American community and speaking about the gentrification that this community is experiencing. You had mentioned some of the, the, you know, like the Sundance film, the ones that were receiving some of the awards. Could you go into a little bit more detail about what's the story behind those films? Yeah, so we have some really uh, great feature films this year. We have a fun one, The Girl Who Left Home, which is a musical, which is not something we always get uh, as a film. Curtain Up is also a fun one for, for any Asian American kids out there who are um, aspiring to perform in musical theater. Um, this is one you'll want to catch, and this one's a, a pay-what-you-can uh, feature film that kids will want to watch. Um, another fun one is a, a feature documentary called Tokyo Hula, um, and that talks about how hula dancing has really taken off in Japan, and there's actually more people dancing hula in Japan than there are people living in Hawaii. Um, so that is a very interesting story that talks about not just the dance, but culture and talks about cultural appropriation and what is the meaning of hula somewhere as far as Japan. So those are some great feature films that we'll be showing. And then, of course, um, Paper, The Paper Tigers, which is the fun kung fu film shot in Seattle. What do events like this mean to the community? Events like independent film festivals and especially like the Seattle Asian American Film Festival, it it gives us a chance to see ourselves on screen, right? Which is not something that often happens in mainstream media. Asian American film festivals are a place where we can really center ourselves in the narrative, um, really dive deep on some of, of the stories through documentaries and, and really let these filmmakers shine. The other thing that we focus on at, uh, at the Seattle Asian American Film Festival in particular is community. Um, and you, you tend to see this a little bit more when we have our in-person event, but we do have a program of co-presenters. And what that means is we try to find community organizations in Seattle um, that have some sort of topical tie to our program. And what we do is we invite them to um, promote that program um, you know, to, to their folks, to their followers. Um, and then in turn, we invite them to come to the film festival, introduce themselves to our audience, you know, tell us what they do. And then we, we give them a chance to, to meet the audience and things like that. Of course, we couldn't do that live, um, but we've continued to do the same thing and, and maintain that relationship with a number of um, nonprofit Asian American organizations here. It's really been a chance for those organizations not only to, to gain a new audience through the film festival, but also to meet each other. So we've really become sort of this community hub where nonprofits get to promote themselves, meet our audience, and then meet each other. Um, and this year, because people uh, are not able to go um, get the restaurant discount so we often offer to our ticket holders. Um, what we've done is, is try to do the same thing as reach out to restaurants, even a little bit farther out this time because we're not limited by geography. Um, we've reached out to more restaurants. And so we have a number of restaurants uh, listed on our website that are offering very special um, staff menu items. They're made especially for our film festival goers. Few of them have discounts. And so if you check out our website, you can see the special menu items that they have offered. Um, and some in Seattle, some are in Bellevue, and some further south as well. So we're really trying to 
maintain this kind of community feel by inviting these community organizations, promoting um, local Asian American restaurants. And then is there anything else you want to add? Um, let's see here. Well, we do have um, different levels of pricing. So I want people to realize that there's, you know, our general tickets, um, and then also senior and student uh, and artist discount. Um, and then we, of course, always try to reserve um, some programs to be free or pay what you can to make it accessible for everyone. And so the, uh, the pay what you can programs include staff for kids, lingering, and curtain up. And then of course, again, the, the grief like no other shorts program and panel is free. That was the Seattle Asian American Film Festival co-founder and executive director, Vanessa Au, speaking with me last night about this year's festivities that started yesterday and continue through March 14th. For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.